sit down boys if I get a treat for you fighting the fight when it comes to technology we are the knights of the kingdom of geekery we rise up when it comes to the challenge of discussing all this nerd knowledge we are the digital soup we are the digital soup we bring with lots of laughter Tune in now if that's what you're after Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup With Jason Adam and usually Dave Welcome to the Digital Soup Podcast Your weekly gateway to the world of tech, gaming, and all things geek my name is Jason, and joining me on this quest is Adam and Dave. How goes it? Whoa, I'm it Dave. Goes. I'm not usually Dave. Oh, no, you've graduated. You're <laughs> Dave. If you had missed an episode or two, maybe usually, but pff, you're every week Dave, so you're just Dave now. Typically. Huh. It's like when a fat guy gets thin, we still don't call him Fat Joe. I don't oh, know, you but... Do. I don't know. Yeah, you still do. I, I've kind of grown used to the usually Dave now, so I don't know. Oh, so now he doesn't like not being called usually Dave. Now he doesn't not <laughs> like being called usually Dave. So you do like... Uh, I don't know. I can't figure it out. My brain's dead weight. I don't know. Just don't call me tiny. <laughs> tiny. So uh, how was your New Year's, gentlemen? It was pretty good. I know we played a little game last week like we had already done it, but we've really done it now. So. <laughs> True. It, it was good. Low key. Oh, yeah. Mine was uh, Thor. <laughs> I was going to pull out an Avenger joke there, too. Ah! I've accidentally written 2019 twice so far. Oh, jeez. I've Yep. I've actually done it a few times because I, I sign all kinds of documents at work all the time, and I'm constantly having to erase and put 2020. Mm-hmm. Erase? It's, you do it in pencil? Okay, yep. I scratch it out, but whatever. <laughs> I was like, whoa, official documents in pencil. No, not official documents, nothing like that. I just, all kinds of forms that I, you know, I fill out, but it's not official. It's just local type things. It's your diary, isn't it? It is. You know what? I, I'm going to, before we get into the show, let me bounce something off you. I, I heard this approach. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys write in a, a journal or anything like that, but. Nope. Most times when people start a journal entry, if you're going to keep a, a diary, a journal of some sort, what do you do? The first thing, you write the date on top, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scott Mosier, who is uh, Kevin Smith's right-hand man, or used to be. I mean, they, they make clerks, all this stuff. He's he's now doing his own thing. But he started doing this thing, and it makes so much more sense. He doesn't write the date on top of it. What he does is he starts by just writing... Like you can go figure out like how many days you've been alive and say like, okay, this is day 17,297. But then, you know, once you figure it out the first time, it's easy. You just add one, you know, each day, each day. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a neat idea because he said, you know, instead of just being a date that like, you know, April 4th comes around every year, even though it's a different year, having it be just that one day kind of keeps things in perspective. Like this is that one life you're living. I don't know. I just I thought it was kind of cool. That's what people that are stranded on desert islands do. True, <laughs> or in prison, right? True. I, I heard this Day idea from one hundred twenty three. <laughs> yeah, I, I got this idea from my my friend Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> oh, that guy's always a ball. 
I'm not, oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking Mr. Wilson. Oh. I'm Mr. Wilson. I'm on the fence about that guy, though. <laughs> yeah, another Wilson. Yeah. Lots of Wilsons. Hey, yep. uh, you know what else you could do, though, Dave, instead of doing what? by the days? Yeah. You could actually pretend like it's a child and we'll go by months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I always wondered, instead of saying a year and a half, they're like, oh, he's 18 months old. He's a year and a half. Right. <laughs> Who knows? That's the way I've always felt about that. How was how was your New Year's? Mine was good. It was, uh, as you uh, said, low-key. <laughs> mm-hmm. I worked. I got out of work probably uh, about 8.30-ish. I was home by 9. Uh, family was in full festivities. No, just kidding. Uh Dick Clark's New Year's Rock, and he was on. My kids were dancing, uh, the little ones at least. The oldest one was just on her cell phone. And uh, they had pizza, wings, all that kind of stuff. My sister-in-law actually stopped by. Uh, She was there until 10, and then she went home. So it's like she didn't even make it till midnight with us. Um, But all my kids made it till midnight. They went outside, screamed, Happy New Year, like they do every year. And... uh, we moved, we've been screamed. in this neighborhood for, this is our second New Year's, and uh, the previous neighborhood we lived in, they would go out and scream Happy New Year's, and other people all around would start screaming it too, because they were out. Nobody ever calls back to them now, they're just kind of disappointed. It's more of a quiet neighborhood they're that we live in, in now. <laughs> well, Yeah, they are. <laughs> that's all right. My my dad, his tradition, he, he lives out in the country, but there's a few, you know, his, my, his one brother lives across the field, but... His tradition is at midnight, he opens the sliding glass door, steps out on his deck, and fires a few rounds. I can't remember if he does like three or something from his shotgun. Um, De- Definitely lives woods. outside of city limits, right? Oh, yeah. So he's just like midnight, <laughs> bam, bam, bam. And so it's a good thing no one answers him there, I guess. <laughs> here's here's the thing I've always wondered about people that shoot into the air, be it you know hunters you know, out in... You know, rural areas or mm-hmm. the gangsters in the cities just shooting up in the air like you always see yep. in film and books and stuff. But those bullets have to come down. Yeah, I mean, why do. do we never hear anything about uh, Johnny Smith was killed today by a <laughs> fallen bullet? Yeah, it happens. And that's why, like for him, he's shooting a Very shotgun. Rarely. Yeah. And, you know, angle it away a little bit. <laughs> right. And he he shoot he's shooting a shotgun so and it's just birdshot it's nothing high caliber so as oh, he's so shooting many it, different things to fall on people <laughs> now by the time those BBs come down it's like sleet falling you know it's so it's nothing that's gonna yeah. hurt anything from a distance like that um, do you want to test might, that bullet might be a little different <laughs> yeah but bullet I, would no, be a different but hey when I was sixteen we were bird hunting and a buddy of mine decided it would be hilarious if he waited by the trail for me. And I didn't see him, and all of a sudden he just let he just shot straight into the air. And oh man! All of a sudden it was raining. I, aside from having a mild heart attack, it was yeah. raining BBs after a few seconds. Yeah, jeez, oh, they just kind of bounced off you. Brilliant kids we were. We used to. I had a little bow and arrow and a little recurve bow and arrow, and and we used to think it was fun to shoot that arrow straight up in the air and then wait for it to come down and dodge it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, we they used were, to do that they with jarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't broadheads or nothing, so just a field tip. But still, had we gotten hit, it would have done some damage. But not not the brightest kids. But hey, we never got hit. We were, you know, if you can if you can dodge a falling arrow, you can dodge a ball, right? Like ninjas. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the New Year's fun. Speaking of New Year's, 
we've teased it kind of like last week and in the last couple episodes really that we were going to kind of look to shake things up a little bit. We want to try and tighten things up here for you guys, mainly try and keep things fresh for all of you guys listening, because we are just about to start our fourth year here at Digital Soup, which is crazy. And we thought, you know what, we're going to, we're going to change a few things around and we want to kind of, you know, we're torn because we want to get away a little bit from being like just a news show. And we want to keep a focus on more conversational, like our thoughts on things. Right. And so what we're going to do, and and I'm going to kind of lay out the new format for you guys for the first time right here. And we're going to do this today from here on out. The show is just going to be a little bit different. It's the same digital soup, you know, and love. We're not like all of a sudden going to literally be talking about cooking or something. So (laughs) don't worry there. Uh... Yeah. Right. I mean, (laughs) I mean, we could, but (laughs) you you guys know, I I like food. Right. I mean, we, we, all three of us could easily probably talk about food for an hour, but what we're going to do, because there is so many cool things that happen each and every week, we do want to make sure we're still kind of hitting some of our favorite news stories each week. Right. And so after meeting and kind of bouncing some ideas around and everything else, we decided we're going to have a little fun with it. And so from here on out to kick off the show, we're going to jump into, we don't really have a name for it, but the best way to put it is like a rapid fire news segment. We've each got three stories we'll be bringing each week that are kind of like, these are the things that are interesting to us that we want to pass along to you guys, the listeners. And we're going to have fun with it because we're going to put a strict timer on it, 60 seconds for each story. And we're going to do it round robin. Uh, So Jason will go first, then Adam, then I'll go, and then back to Jason with his next story and so on. Then what we're going to do is is from there, we'll transition into our recommendations. Give us a little time to kind of let those stories sink in. And share some cool stuff with you guys through the recommendations. And then from there, we're going to jump right into one or two, or maybe if the topics are short, every now and then we'll add a third one in. But we're going to tackle one or two of those news stories from that rapid fire news at the beginning and have a good conversation about it and just let that kind of be the topic of the show. So kind of a little format change, but not really. It's still us. It's still us sharing cool stuff with you guys, but we wanted to find a way to make it more uh, engaging for you guys as well as make it a little bit more, I don't know, a little tighter ship so it's not quite so all over the place. So that's what's going on. So what do you say we get this kicked off here and get into our first, I, I don't, what do we want to call it? Do we want to call it just the rapid fire news or... I know we, we threw around the idea of the instant soup, you know, <laughs> it's kind of the, yeah. the college <laughs> food we kind of joked about too, but... Uh, we, you know, we can just jump right into it. This is the ramen segment. Yeah. Yeah. This is the ramen. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> the ramen. I love ramen. <laughs> All right. Well, let me go ahead and kick this off. And what we can do is we can go ahead and let our listeners weigh in on this too. If they have a great name, let us know. We would love right. to take in some uh, suggestions here. But the first story I have today that I want to bring to the group is, is there a Nintendo Switch Pro coming in 2020? Now news broke multiple sources here. And according to Cantan Games CEO, Hope I pronounced this right. Sir Cantoto. Nintendo will be releasing a more powerful console at the end of the year with a price point of $399. Now that is $100 more than the current Switch. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that Nintendo will launch a Switch Pro in 2020. My guess is at $399, said Toto, while speaking to the games industry. He continued saying more specifically, I predict 4K support bigger cartridge sizes, and of course, beefed up components. Now, this is great news because with the uh, PS5 and the Xbox Series X on the horizon here, that just makes 
That just makes... Here's what to expect from CES 2020. And actually, by the time that this show comes out, CES will be underway, which it's I think it's January 7th is when it starts. That's the Consumer Electronics Show. And each year, there's awesome, amazing things that we see come out of this show. Um, one of the things that they are highlighting is going to be, yes, we talked about it last time, more foldable tech. And even though, <laughs> even though things have not been going well, Microsoft surprised everyone with this multiple dual screen gadgets last fall. They're going to be bringing more foldable tech. Additionally, we're going to be talking a lot more about wireless earbuds because it's not just the Apple AirPods anymore. And of course, for some reason, Dave's favorite, the Impossible Burger. Um, this company <laughs> is going to be back with more food technology. So um, expect more of that. Also, they're going to be talking about 8K expansions, wearable, and pleasure tech. Mm. Whoa. They're actually going to allow sex toys to be part of the show. So in the last year, there has been roughly a million or so, uh, more than a million actually, businesses that have ditched Amazon altogether. They've begun selling online independently. Now, most recently in November, we saw... Nike pull everything off the shelves. They said, that's it. We're not doing it anymore. Um, they've joined a number of other retailers like Vans, Ralph Lauren, Rolex, Louis Vuitton, Patagonia, North Face, some really, really big brands. They're leaving altogether. Now, this is a little troublesome because they're also indicating and, and telling their third-party resellers that you know, you're no longer allowed to sell on Amazon. Now, this article I have, they call it the Amazon apocalypse. And if you remember back a short time ago, Bezos did say that their current business model is not sustainable. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens as more and more of these large companies keep pulling out of Amazon. <laughs> All right. So my second story here is something near and dear to my heart because just about three years ago, okay, two, a little over two years ago, there was an announcement of New Mutants coming and i was very excited it was supposed to have uh you know supposed to have been coming let's see what was the original date oh my gosh i'm i've lost my train of thought here but on uh friday the 13th of october 2017 fox released a trailer for a superhero movie called the new mutants it touted a release date then of april 13th 2018 fast forward over two years on january 6th 2020 coming up here in just a couple of days another trailer for the film will drop this time their town in april 3rd 2020 release now along the way it's april 13th 2018 release date got moved to february 22nd of 2019 then it was august 2nd of 2019 then fox was purchased by disney all of a sudden releasing a teen x-men spinoff so google is shutting down a third-party camera manufacturer called xiaomi and this, they're shutting it down from, or they've disconnected it actually, or disabled it in their Nest Hub. Now, what that is, that is, um, that's Google's uh, kind of security camera um, setup, where they, it's not just the Nest devices, but it, they'll also allow some third-party devices. What they found was that some of these uh, security cameras, there was some sort of security breach with this particular brand. There were some users on Reddit that were reporting that they were seeing through their Google Nest service pictures of other people's cameras. In some cases, they were seeing pictures of babies in cribs. In some, in some cases, they were seeing pictures of people on their couches. 
And they brought this to the attention of the manufacturer who's since been trying to address it. But in the meantime, Google has decided to pull the pin on this. And they said, we're aware that they're working on a fix. In the meantime, we're disabling those integrations on those devices. Last week, if you remember, we talked about the article we shared in comparison of um, Justice League and Rise of Skywalker. It appears that's continuing because now fans, if you're if you're familiar with it, everyone's wanted the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. Now everyone's clamoring and in, in, in an uproar and petitioning to get the JJ Cut or the Abrams Cut of Rise of Skywalker. Apparently, Disney came in and completely gutted a lot of this film, including scenes that are seeing other characters uh, using the Force. Or, or becoming force sensitive, um, a lot of the the stuff that happened, and, and basically the consensus that's come out, even from some of the actors and stars of the film, is that the movie that hit the theaters was not the movie they had been working on this whole time. So that comparison between Justice League and Rise of Skywalker. Right. Well, hey, everybody. Miley Cyrus has settled a $300 million copyright infringement lawsuit by a Jamaican songwriter who accused the pop star of stealing her 2013 smash, We Can't Stop, from a similar song he recorded a quarter century earlier. Michael May, not to be confused with Michael Bay, who performs as Flurgon, sued Cyrus in March 2018, claiming that We Can't Stop closely resembles his 1988 song, We Run Things, which he called a reggae favorite since reaching number one in his home country. Now, he accused uh, them of misappropriating material, including the phrase, We Run Things, Things No Run We, which she sang as We Run Things, Things Don't Run We. Hopefully I have time for this. I listened to both songs. There's absolutely nothing similar between the two songs. Tempo, beat, uh, you know, the the way they sing the song, etc. It's just that one line I noticed. So Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat has quietly acquired AI Factory, which is a company behind their new Cameos feature for $166 million. Now, what is the Cameos feature? This is one of those items in Snapchat that will take your face and kind of insert it into a scene or another video, very similar to deepfake technology. And this this company is also... um, it's also something that uh, a company that's based out of primarily Ukraine. So this is pretty interesting that they're hmm. they're working towards making deepfake technology easier. And um, it was also recently reported that TikTok is also secretly building a deepfake tool as well. So um, <laughs> according to TechCrunch.com, they're expecting to hear about the fake Facebook's newest deepfake tool very shortly. But um, pretty interesting that they've they've been in uh, Snap has been an investor in AI Factory, and part of its early interest would have been because of the track record of this talented startup. But uh, seventy. So at forty nine point seven nine million units worldwide, the Nintendo Switch has officially passed the lifetime sales of the SNES, which was at forty nine point ten million units. So. They look at this and they compare it, and and obviously the Switch is newer, things have been around, they adjust for all kinds of different factors, but they're saying that the uh, Nintendo Switch will actually probably pass the original NES as early as 2020, maybe 21. Now, they've got a ways to go, about 12 million, 
because the original NES sold 61.91 million units. That's pretty crazy, but just to hit it real quick, some of the top-selling games for the Switch as of September 30th, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Super Smash Bros., Mario Odyssey, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and the list goes on, full of all kinds of Super Mario goodness. I had a chance to play Mario Kart on a Switch just today. Did you like it? I did. I played exactly one match with my my nephews, <laughs> and it was done. Now I, I haven't Third repurchased place. it. I haven't repurchased it for the uh, Switch yet, but I still have it on the Wii U, and that game is awesome. I love uh, Mario Kart Eight. Fantastic. Well, I think it might be time for some recommendations. Digital soup recommendations. All right, so you guys are gonna laugh. I know you are. Some of our listeners might laugh, but my recommendation. It's an Xbox 360 controller for your PC. <laughs> See, I knew you were going to laugh. I mean, this is this is a generation old. But the, the main reason why I recommend it is not only uh, because it is instantly found by Windows 10 <laughs> and fully configured, which probably the one is also, but the best thing about it is it comes corded. And I recommend the corded version over the wireless version. Yes, you can get the wireless 360 and the wireless Xbox One to work with your PC, but just having that cable, basically all it is is a charging cable, like a micro USB cable that you plug into your computer and then you plug it into the Xbox One controller. I don't want that. I want a built-in, hard, great controller that I could throw it around, whip it around, you know, and it's not going to come off. And every single PC game, emulation, whatever I have plays perfectly with that Xbox 360 controller, so that is my recommendation. So, Jason, let me ask you a question. Yes, go. I have a third-party Xbox One controller. Not as good. Corded, which also works completely perfect. It might be a little more readily available to get one, because, I mean, you can go down to Walmart and pick these up. Mm -hmm. So, I actually agree with you. I think these, being it's a Microsoft device, they they play really well with the games. That's a good recommendation. You know... and I wanted to rec. Uh, sorry, Dave, but I, no, I wanted ahead. to recommend this over the Xbox One controller for one reason: price. I was going to say this is cheaper, but the first-party Xbox 360 controller and the Xbox One controllers can both be had for thirty-eight bucks on uh, Amazon. Well, so it's not like I could say the 360 one is cheaper. No, and and I was just going to throw this out there because my personal experience. I have a 360 controller that I was using, and it would work most of the time, but for some reason, I mean, I bought it brand new when I got this machine, it would, it, the, like the controller drift would happen. What do they call that? Like if you're standing still and your character just moves slowly in a yeah, direction? Drift. That would now, happen. Now, was this first party or was yep. this third party? This was first party hmm. from Microsoft. It was a 360 Strange. wired controller. As soon as I upgraded, I picked up for the same price. Like you said, it cost the same as the Xbox One wired mm-hmm. controller, official first party. That one has not had a single issue yet. So it was something with that 360 controller and my machine that just did not want to play right. So something that... Have I mean, you tried it on another PC to see if yeah. it was actually the controller? Yeah, I, I've tried it on, on two machines. And it would, it wouldn't, see, the thing is, it wouldn't do it all the time. It would be intermittent. So I'd be playing for a while, and then all of a sudden it would happen, or like the DualShock would just start rumbling and wouldn't shut off. <laughs> you know, it's like it would get started. Oh, well, weird. That's, that's kind of fun. Gives you a hand massage. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. My hands were numb after a half hour, like just steady buzzing. But it was like back in the old days when your thumb is just like going all over playing hockey <laughs> on that controller. Like, uh, what's the guy? Was it from Scary Movie? How what more was it? He had that that hand that he's like, "Let me help you out with them mashed potatoes." <laughs> you know that creep. You know what I'm talking about? That creepy hand. I'm not guy. familiar uh-uh. with that. Oh my gosh! What is that? Was it? Sure it was one of those parody life? movies. Um, Oh, were they parodying uh, the uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Uh, no, it was yeah, it was from Scary Movie. Um, what's this actor's name? I can't remember. I'm I'm getting the link for you. Mel Tillis. Uh, uh, Damon Wayans. Or no, no, Chris Elliott. Chris oh, Elliott. Chris Elliott. He, oh he uses his bare hands to prepare dinner. Okay, uh, I think you'll I remember this. I'm going to stick it he, in the show notes. He was great right. Groundhog Day. Just yeah. just of note, twenty bucks will get you a, a third party wired controller at Walmart. Oh, I know. Yeah, the there third parties are pretty cheap. There's the there's the scene. I we'll never stop talking for you. Third parties. <laughs> but did you get it at GameStop? That's the important thing. No, I did not. Ah. So my recommendation today is something that I I got my daughter for Christmas to go underneath her loft above her desk, and this is an extremely bright shop light by a company called Metalux. And I'm going to include a link in the show notes here at for Home Depot. But oh, wow. this one also it's LED, but it also has built-in Bluetooth speakers. I was at Menards shopping for a light, and I look up. I'm like Bluetooth. I connected to it from my phone. I played uh, uh, "Owner of a Lonely Heart" by Yes in the store. A great sound check song in the store. I cranked <laughs> it up, and th- there's not a lot of bass, but these actually sound really good. Like, huh. Great huh. stereo imaging, good good high quality sound. And this thing is extremely bright. So if you want a good shop light for your shop or for whatever, or if you're into if you're doing artwork or something, you need good bright light. Plus, you want to be able to listen to either your favorite podcast like Digital Soup, um, or music. This is a great option. It's the Metalux SHP 3800 lumens uh, white integrated LED shop light with Bluetooth. And this just plugs in like outlet. It's not like hardwired or just, nothing. Yep, it plugs into an outlet. And it's just like any shop light, it comes with some chains for hanging it. It's got a mm-hmm. pull chain for turning it on. You can also turn off the light and still leave the speakers playing by giving it mm. two quick pulls on the chain. So that's pretty cool. You're yanking my chain, it aren't like you? <laughs> I'm just trying to brighten your day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need some soldering. I, I need to. I think maybe you need to uh, brush your teeth a little bit, get rid of that Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look only at one got of these. The one. <laughs> this this could be very handy in a number of places, really. Yeah, it's it's That's actually a great recommendation. Surprisingly bright, but um, it like my daughter likes to do lots of artwork and coloring and stuff like that, but she also is ambitious and wants to like record, you know, like overhead with the camera, record videos. Having a bright light, as you know, Dave, oh very yeah, key to having good quality video. I do. Is she trying to be the new PewDiePie? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> is he still making videos I'm yes sure. he'll keep making money well that's hey, his job dave he actually makes money of course he's not gonna just quit well the, i i asked that because i know at one point he had kind of decided he was you know mad at youtube and he was doing this and i'm gonna step away and uh, he threatened a lot of stuff but i didn't know if he. Ever i think actually... he's done that a couple of times <laughs> yeah just a public felix stuff. come on felix grow up <laughs> Well, it's it's good publicity, I guess. My recommendation, this is for the movie fans out there. 
Now, I am going to be fully fully transparent here. This app, it's called the Criterion. Uh, Criterion. Whoa, where'd Dave go? What? He's transparent. I can't, <laughs> I can't see, see him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Did my internet drop out again? No. No, the, the Criterion before, Channel anyway. app. Now, if you're familiar with the Criterion Channel and the Criterion Collection of movies, they're kind of cinephiles. They're, they you know put out these special editions that are just beautiful. Um, of all these different films, but I, I this app, I saw someone online share a screenshot of it, and I was like, okay, what is that? Now, in order to watch anything through the app, you have to be signed up. Um, you have to get the Criterion Collection, you know, or the, the Criterion Channel in there. Why I'm recommending it though is because it gives you these. Even without having a channel, you can go in and access their collections in their lists and they do things and they've got some great things put together like 70s sci-fi and you can find a list of these movies where even if you don't have a channel you can go in on your own you know if you have them on dvd or netflix or whatever you know amazon anything else just a great Mm -hmm. way to kind of blast through some like if you got a weekend where nothing's going on and you're just going to have kind of a movie weekend a nice way to find a cool collection of movies to watch that are all handpicked by some of the best in the industry Sweet. So I think it's time. What do you guys think? We've got a couple big stories. Uh, Seems like we we had a couple related to Nintendo and some gaming, the Switch, Switch Pro. Um, Adam, you had mentioned kind of offline there might be some PS5 discussion that we can get into there as well. Should we hit that as our first actual discussion topic? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So, Jason, like you had mentioned, Switch Pro most likely coming here in 2020. Um, my news kind of ties into that a little bit where the switch, the, the actual switch has now outsold the SNES. Um, where do you think that's going? I mean, what are, what are you looking at? What are, what are your thoughts as far as the switch pro, the, the specs that you're seeing rumored and things like that? All right. Yeah. And uh, like you just said, that's the prime word. There's rumored, uh, there's, there's been some insiders that have mentioned a few different things, but I mean, nothing has been announced by Nintendo, it makes sense. It makes sense that a Switch Pro or the Switch 2 or something will be coming out this year. And here's the main reason why. The Nintendo Switch right now is pretty underpowered compared to the current generations, PS4 and Xbox One. They're doing ports, as you've seen, like The Witcher 3, etc. You know, taking that from those systems and porting it, and they're actually having to port it down to the Switch. Uh, you're losing the high, super high res. With like the um, Witcher Three, they've mm-hmm. they've added more distance fog. Right. So uh, in the Witcher Three and the PC, and then uh, the two other high powered consoles, you had a farther field of view, etc. So they're they're doing these little tricks to get these games on here. Let's fast forward to Christmas 2020. We still have the regular Nintendo Switch. Now we have a PS5 and an Xbox Series X. How are third parties ever going to be able to port any of their their current titles to that system without it being drastically reduced? There, there's no way. And Nintendo knows this. They're like, you know, we have to do something here. Otherwise, what little third-party support we're able to gain back with the Switch, we're going to completely lose because they're not going to want to port these these multi-million dollar games that they developed to use the absolute best hardware available to them and then try to get it on 
uh, let's do a comparison. Something programmed for an iPhone 11, you know, Pro Max. And, oh, well, we also get, have to get it to work on the iPhone 4S. So we, <laughs> we need to do both. Yeah, right. uh, they're not going to want to do that. There's no way. So, yes, a Switch Pro does make sense. And hopefully Nintendo at CS or, you know, their own, what are the, what's their Nintendo, their own show that they always do? It's called the Nintendo something. Uh, isn't it Nintendo it Direct or something like that? Yeah, that's like a, like a, like a video show they do every few months. But don't they have a, a gathering like CES, but just Nintendo? Maybe I'm, I'm thinking completely no, wrong here. But I, you're right, because that's how this show launched is we... Well, that was the live stream for the debut of the Switch, but yeah. Um, but regardless, I guess of what show it is, hopefully they announce something at a show soon, and they have some ideas on what they're going to do. Now on to Adams real fast here, the PS Five, the specs. You know, everybody's comparing the specs of the new Xbox Series X to the PS Five, and on paper, yes. The Xbox Series X does look like it has the superior processor, video card, RAM, speeds, etc. But that's not, those parts do not equal, you know, great games. They do not True. equal a, a clear advantage. And I want to point out one thing here real fast. Back in the 8-bit Nintendo days, take a look at the specs of the Sega Master System, which Dave says is the best system ever. It has to be because of the name. <laughs> And the Nintendo Entertainment System. In every regard, and I don't have them in front of me, uh, I'm just going clear off memory, but I believe the NES ran at 1.79 megahertz, and the Sega Master System ran at 4 megahertz. I believe also the uh, Sega Master System had more memory, not by much, uh, but it did have more memory, more megs, and the we're way back on megs and we're way back on very slow megahertz. But on paper, the Sega Master System beat, trumped the NES in just about every regard, yet that system lost that war uh, by a long shot. It had such a small adoption rate compared to the NES. So I'm not going to say, hey, the Series X is so much more powerful than the PS5. Like uh, some of those articles were saying, bye-bye PS5, there's no chance. That's not the way it is. Sony has some great, great original content uh, only available on their system that I, I think they're going to keep going. And there's there's going to be no reason why to believe that this generation, just like the past generations, that these two juggernauts can't you know, both survive, which they will, I believe. The odd duck out, as always, is Nintendo, but they always play to their own drum. They, they don't want to match spec for spec, and they haven't had to in most generations because they're quirky enough and original enough that they're able to get you know, people to come and try them like the Switch. I mean, this was this is blowing up the Switch. I mean, it, it it is the almost like Dave said, it is almost the best selling Nintendo console of all time, which is great because for so many generations, not a single Nintendo generation after the NES has surpassed the NES, which is really sad when you think about all the systems they've released. Finally, their latest system is surpassing, uh, attempting to surpass the original. It's already surpassed the first sequel. So that's my thoughts on it. Adam, what do you think? I would agree with you. And also, I mean, there's a lot of fear out there. Oh, 
PlayStation Five is gonna. You know, I was reading articles today on Reddit. Oh, PS Fives, their their fate's already sealed here. You know, kind of. Okay, they're one of the most successful gaming platforms ever. There's always gonna be diehard PS uh, PlayStation fans. There's always gonna be diehard Xbox, diehard Nintendo, and you know what? These can all live in unison because gaming is awesome and fun. And yep. there's always going to be amazing titles for both systems. Agreed. And uh, before Dave uh, talks real fast here, I just want to point out, because of what Adam just said there, the number one selling console of all time surpassed every single console release in the history of gaming is the PlayStation 2. So it's not like Sony hasn't been there. They know what it's like. And their PS2 still is... Uh, uh, like I'm going to say a juggernaut. I love saying that word because I love Marvel. But <laughs> um, there is just, there's no way you can count out the PS5. Dave? Well, let me bounce something off you because I was listening to you guys talk about, about Nintendo here and, and something was occurring to me that in a lot of ways in the gaming world, Nintendo is very much in line with Apple in the sense that they're going to do their thing. They're going to be completely walled off for the most part. Now, we have seen more and more kind of third-party stuff and and interplay between, what do they call that, cross-platform gaming. Yes. Um, a lot of that in recent years with the Switch especially. And it, it just kind of makes me think when, when you said your comparison of, you know, trying to scale like apps for the iPhone 11 Pro Max, whatever, to the 4S, in a lot of ways... Think about the Nintendo with the Switch, how they've updated this, and it would make, if they do the Switch Pro in 2020, Apple notoriously will do their new phone, like say iPhone 7 came out, and then the next year was like the 7S, which Nintendo brings out the Switch, then the next year is the Switch Lite. Now we're going to make a big upgrade on the following year to the iPhone 8 compared to the Nintendo Switch Pro, and then I wonder if we see basically the following year a Nintendo Switch Pro Lite, which isn't, you know, it's, it's the same format, handheld only, not dockable, all of that. It's just a mm-hmm. weird kind of coincidence that there, there's so much similarity in the, the company mindset between what Apple does and what, what Nintendo's doing. But it's, how would you put it? It's kind of, kind of fascinating to me that the thing that might bring Nintendo out of that kind of, in my opinion, Stone Age thinking where they're going to just do their own thing regardless is the fact that they may finally, you know, those other systems just may not be able to finally push games to their systems because they are that far behind. Yep. Great points there, Dave. I I am an avid believer that every company should do what they feel is best. I mean, they have Nintendo over the years, has been giving us some great first-party content. Every system, that is the number one selling games on a Nintendo system is Nintendo-produced games. But why can't they meld that and do the best of both worlds? Why can't they make a comparable, powerful processing system to the other ones? What? A prosthetic system. Yes, prosthetic. But why? Why can't <laughs> oh, they, they be on par? How cool would that be? That you just have a switch like in your arm that opens up like a Pip Boy from Fallout. <laughs> well, Nintendo or had that back on the NES days. Remember, it was yeah, the Power Glove. The power, no, but I'm talking <laughs> your whole switch. The screen and everything pops right up, and it's just controls. You just look at it, right? <laughs> okay, sorry, no. I derailed you. <laughs> oh no, but uh, my point was, how awesome would it be to have a you know, say the Nintendo Switch Pro. 
and this is going way, this will never happen, but say it's as powerful as the Xbox Series X. They're on par. You're getting all of these awesome third-party games coming to this because it's an easy port, just like from uh, PS4 to Xbox One. I mean, the, that was fairly easy. That's why you find the same games on it, but you get all of the games plus Mario, plus Zelda, plus Smash Brothers. That would Why would anybody choose an Xbox or PS5 if you can get all those same third-party games on the Nintendo system plus Nintendo Originals? Do you think... <sighs> they, yeah, I mean, it would be amazing, but do you think in the Switch form factor they could actually bring in that that kind of power they could uh not with switch Lite because switch Lite, you you don't have you know your controllers are built in and stuff but regular docking switch mm -hmm. yes when you're handheld you probably wouldn't want to do it but once you dock it and you use all the pro controllers yeah it'll feel like you're playing on an xbox one uh, that makes sense yeah etc so I, I man that would be awesome nintendo well one of these generations are going to have to do that. They can't always be behind. Here's the flip side uh, to spec that. Spec-wise. Well, you'd, you'd hope not, but here's the flip side. Nintendo could also very easily take the Netflix approach and put, you know, put even more than they already do of a heavy focus into their own original content and try and make that why people get their system. And then if there is further stuff... Like with The Witcher, from everything I've heard, Witcher 3 on the Switch, that is a game that I still really want to... I have it on my PC, mm -hmm. but I want to get a Switch just to play that when I'm sitting on the couch or you know in bed or whatever. But That would be cool. Yeah. Can but, I just interject before you continue? Because I, I, I don't want to lose that. If you ever do get a Switch, though, I'm going to recommend you get the original Switch. Yeah. I My Switch Lite is okay, but it's a 5.5-inch screen. And I have noticed that in some of the games that I have to read in, like I have several RPGs and stuff, the the text is so small. <laughs> I, I, oh, granted, I'm sure. almost 49, but that text was made to be put on a 4K television. Yeah. And on that little screen, I'm having such a hard time reading it. I'm I'm seriously thinking when the Pro comes out, I will sell my uh, Switch Lite and go with that. But the original Switch... Their screen is 6.2 inches. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's only 0.7 inches bigger, but that makes a huge difference. And I would recommend getting that, not only because of the docking ability, if you ever did want to play it, but the screen size is larger. And, you know, you guys are almost as old as me, so, you know, you might be having a little bit of Nonsense. vision issues. Nonsense. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, what I was going to say, though, is just everything I've heard, you know, what they've done, like you said, it's it's the distance drawing. You know, they've kind of shrunk yeah. that fog in and, and brought it in. And if that's the, the major changes to smooth it out, maybe not quite as many textures, you know, on like ground foliage or whatever, I'm fine mm. with that because the gameplay and the story, everything else is still going to be amazing. So yeah, if they you can, watch the videos, it looks fantastic oh yeah. still. And if they can <laughs> if they can keep pace enough where those ports from a PS5 or the Xbox Series X can be pushed over with some limited graphic things like that. In my opinion, that's kind of all they need to do because they can focus on that unique, great, original Nintendo content that they're known for. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, hey, is more the Netflix model or the Apple model, but who knows? I want to quiz you guys real fast. Just a single 
uh, question, so it's not really a quiz, but can you think of a game from the past where the system wasn't powerful enough to do great draw distance, so they literally filled it with fog so that they uh, could actually do the game? Hmm. Well, what comes to mind, and I don't know if this is... Not Silent Hill. That's what that's no, what no. Thinking, what, right? what comes to mind is more like the the command and conquer and all of that with the fog of war. But I'm oh, guessing no. that's not what you're talking about. Honestly, if you play Minecraft on a system that's not adequate, you have to reduce the yeah, pull distance. it way back. Right. No, uh, I just played this the other day because I was setting up my Raspberry Pi four with PS one games, mm-hmm. the original Spider Man, because you could not do far draw and distances with the cities. They literally had the entire city filled with fog. You're up at the top of the buildings. You can't see the ground. That was you PS1? You can't see the car. Yes, PS1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember that now, yeah. Now, PS4's Spider-Man, oh, man, I can see forever. <laughs> <laughs> You're only limited by your TV. Yes. Do you right. think Nintendo's going to be showing anything cool at CES 2020 is my man. question. I hope so. Uh, hopefully a, a, a Switch Pro. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, it'd be the time to do it. Yep. And Breath of the Wild was announced during the Wii U time. But before it came out, they had announced the Switch, and they announced that they were actually going to bring uh, Breath of the Wild to the Switch also. They have officially announced Breath of the Wild 2. What do you want to make a bet that it's not going to be only on the Switch, but it'll be on the, the follow-up, probably the Pro or the 2 or whatever. That would be perfect for them to do. Hmm. Follow what they were doing before. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, are they going to actually call it Breath of the Wild 2? It, yes, that is the... Uh, well, it's at least the working They won't title. call it Breaths of the Wild. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish they'd get a hold of Microsoft and get some help with their naming scheme. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nintendo's no. pretty good because everyone, no. yes, it's it is officially called The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> okay. Bow 2. I'm just going to call it Bow 2 from now on. Even though there's. Bow to the bow to bow to dang diggity. <laughs> yeah, even though there's that T in there from Breath of the Wild, but. Yep. Batwa. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about CES 2020 because we kind of mentioned that that is happening basically this week in Vegas mm-hmm. and some they're, they're going to be concentrating on things like I mentioned in in the 60 second thing foldables uh, lots and lots of wireless earbuds and um, this is according to Gizmodo what they're what they're talking about with the earbuds is that in 2019 they reviewed a lot of AirPod competitors such as the Jaybird Vista Master Dynamic MW07 Powerbeats Pro but according to this article everyone's looking to muscle their way into the space and even Amazon is getting into wireless earbuds. So mm-hmm. they're expecting a lot more options, which might make them more affordable for those of us that wish we had some and just don't want to spend the money on it if they oh, can keep yeah. the quality. AirPods quality are nice, but man, oh man, the cost. They're only 150 Come on now, man. <laughs> so cheap for earbuds. I don't like the earbuds that go into the ear, so I probably wouldn't like AirPods. But mine go over my ears. They're Sony's. They sound fantastic. I believe I paid $29.99. Whoa. Yeah. Huh? I'm, I'm, you're wireless? 
No, no, they're wired. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, like I mentioned, Impossible Foods. They're ah, back. They've got some, yeah, some tasty Dave. news. All so right. What are, what are some other things that they're going to have aside from Impossible Burger? What are some other meat products? Impossible well, Pork Chop? Impossible Meat I, products. I don't know, but, you know, this, this <laughs> fake meat. You can't meat, stop them, Dave. This fake meat agenda is so ridiculous. And what are they doing at a tech show? It's tech. Consumer yeah, electronics, whatever CES. Yeah, there's for. no electronics in it. I hope. <laughs> I mean, oh, what is? Maybe they're looking at our colon with the little cameras as it goes. So on. yeah, no. So Gizmodo, like this is you wanted to give your girl. yeah right nanotech cameras. <laughs> Watch me poop. That's about all I'll do with an Impossible <laughs> Burger is take a steaming duker right on top of this it. This is but, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we don't know what they're going to announce, but I'm sure there'll be something. Maybe it's Impossible Burger 3. Like, hey, this time we noticed that the last one, I don't know, I, it still it still exists and their market share is growing. Yeah. So credit that in large part, I think, to the, the partnership with Burger King. Probably. You know, with, with that Have going, I, yeah, I think that's the big thing. But me... Impossible Burger is only going to happen ever again if I find myself in a major like cardiac situation where I have to make a crazy massive change to diets and that's the only way I can eat anything resembling a burger ever again. I guess I would think about it. Unless I'm in that position, never. All right. Um, 8K expansions now. 4K is hard enough to, to find content for. You know, in in my situation anyway, where it's I don't have, I've got some. There's some 4K content coming through Disney Plus and some gaming stuff. But sure. 8K, yeah. Could you imagine Dave trying to stream 8K on his connection? <laughs> Two frames a second, <laughs> one line at a time. Meet Bert. It'd be like drawing one scan line at a time. Like yeah, remember yeah. back in the old uh, 14.4 baud rate when you're trying to get that picture. You know, <laughs> Adam, you remember what I'm talking rate. about? Uh, no. Anyway, what is, um, I don't even want to. That's ask. a modem oh, back okay. in dial-up days. Gotcha. At some point, I mean, we're always going to have new and better displays coming yeah. up. The, the technology for displaying stuff is always changing. I'm really looking forward to either like a transparent screen, like you see in some sci-fi movies or holograms. <laughs> yeah. Come on now, let's make this happen. Oh. I want the holodeck. Yeah. <sighs> I got something better. What if they come out with 3D televisions? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, blow my mind. <laughs> when we talk about 8K, though, here's a serious, serious question for you. Mm-hmm. As we see these resolutions continue to go up and up and up, do you think that in the works, along with all of that, is a way to have some sort of uh, end to end, like, uh, encryption or, or decryption or something like that where people that don't have say an internet connection that could stream 4k even smoothly you know like myself do you think mm-hmm. they'll ever come up with some sort of way where they're looking at saying okay this display is 8k but it's got some cool stuff built in so it's it's fed up by netflix served out to you as 8k as it gets to you, it's a smaller format, so the connection speeds aren't hindered as much. And then your TV is able to do something on the TV end instantaneously to kind of re-up-res it. You know what I mean? Almost like oh, a compressed so file. You're saying it compressed me. I mean, that's already kind of happening right now. Yeah. With 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 even with the 4K stuff is, um, it, it is sent compressed. So a lot of the streaming services mm-hmm. that you'll see are even you know, over TV, you're going to see pixelation and stuff like that because of the compression mm-hmm. here and there. 
8K, we're talking 7,680 pixels by 4,320 yeah. pixels. Well, and that's... Now I can see a use for this on a really massive display. Yeah. You know, where you're getting, you know, things like that. You'll but, see that uh, in like the, the display boards and sports yeah. stadiums and... Oh, hey, I've got it, Dave. Yeah. 5G comes around. You got enough bandwidth to do all this. There's nothing to worry about. And I can get myself a 10-inch tablet and I'll be set. Yep, yeah. exactly. I can't believe they're, they're saying 5G is finally coming. They're, they're going to be yeah. talking a lot at the CES about 5G. <laughs> we just talked about it. What was it, last week, There's I think? nothing there yet. Yeah. Folks. Yeah. Nothing there you gotta yet. You got to have paper. the infrastructure all ready to go. So here's something interesting. Of course, there's always going to be new wearables <laughs> and things like that. Last year, CES revoked an award it gave to a sex toy. Oh, boy. Because they, called, they said, uh, this is immoral, obscene, indecent, or profane, or something like that. Right. And um, Whoa, that next line articles, in the article. Well, that's... Woo. See, this is modern people writing. That's a like spicy this, meatball. I don't like this kind of journalism when someone says when someone drops the F-bomb well, in an it's, article. it's an opinion In piece. a news article? Yeah. That's yeah, in a news article. No, CNN's got a, a little different take on it. They basically said, um, last year there was controversy. They stripped a woman's innovation award for a high-tech um, device after it was deemed immoral, blah, 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 or not in keeping with CTA's image. So... CTA, that's the Consumer Technology Association, they ultimately walked back their decision in May and returned the award to the company. And so, yes, this year the category will be there in force from build-your-own <laughs> device workshops, intimate oh gadgets for couples, and other things like that. So that's going to be a little bit interesting that they're going to allow, be just be, well, because it's consumer electronics, it's some kind of tech, I guess. And well, not controversial anymore. Without getting too too crazy explicit on this, the, just looking at the article they have linked up over what was revoked last year, um, you know, for being immoral, obscene, indecent, or profane, they won the award for innovation in robotics. Which, yes, I understand that this is wrapped up in this package that they they deemed you know as a as a sex toy, um, yep. but still, shouldn't the Shouldn't the innovation in the robotics and the technology side of it still kind of get some sort of credit? I mean, even though it is in that industry. I mean, look at the internet for crying out loud. What's the yeah. old joke well, that what drives all tech is the porn industry? You know, yeah. and, and if that's true. I say that's true, though. Well, I don't know that it's true anymore, but I mean, that's kind of no. what we always heard. But, you know, it looks like they're going to they're gonna permit things as long as it falls under some guidelines in the health and wellness category yeah well it's probably a case where look this the image of the of the of this show is supposed to be probably family friendly and that well that, that sort of product may not in in a lot of people's minds have a place there so yeah but i, I, I think get you're that, right the but, the innovation for for robotics mm -hmm. and i mean that makes sense that they walked the decision back and said okay here you go right but and it, i, I it, guess it, there's no what, clean I, answer here yeah, and I'm sorry, I'm stuttering all over here. But my thought was, why wouldn't they just take a section of that conference? It's a massive conference, and just say, okay, behind this curtain or this, you know, in in this <laughs> wing of the the conference is all, uh, you know, you have to be 21 or older. It's not family all friendly. The female journalists are in that one. <laughs> well, not only that, but you know, it's this is stuff that would have to be in some way innovative in, in pushing the limits and technology itself. But Push even if it's in right. that, you know, that field, I mean, it, it should still have a place at the table, I think. And it's, we, we look at, you know, 
kind of the <laughs> stigma around this stuff, and it's kind of like, well, if they're talking about the tech, yeah, I get well, it. You don't want it on the main floor where kids are going to maybe walk by. You know, the, the Nintendo people don't want to be at a booth next to um, flashlight people or something. But no, <laughs> you know, so, something like that. You don't want well, that happening. But to have a place for them to show off the cool things they're innovating and the tech they have seems like a it should have a place. In this show, though, I guess that's sure. kind of the that's the controversial. You know the main reason why? Because I know I know my man Ant Pruitt is out there at CES. He's gone the last few years, and this year he'll be his first year covering it for Twit. And I, I just want to see him, you know, having to cover that section. him and leo walking around the adult uh wearable and pleasure tech as they call it in this article yeah it's how do you how do you keep something you know what i mean yeah i I know what i I understand i understand why they why they responded the way they did Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily disagree or agree with it i'm just gonna i'm gonna kind of leave it there yeah all right well they invited it back i was gonna say to get us off of the porn tech yeah that's Another thing tech. that they're probably going to talk about because it's huge now, and it's just going to keep getting more and more. But is VR? I think VR mm. is going to have a lot of announcements and stuff going on. Oh yeah, there's got to be more happening there. There's a there's also AI and smart assistants. There's Amazon, Google, and Samsung are expected to make software updates to their smart assistants this year. Um, is, Samsung has a project called Neon, which is. Uh, a visual digital assistant or artificial human, as Samsung teases it. So it's unclear what this CGI like system could bring. Our own Jarvis? More sophisticated. <laughs> it could be way more sophisticated than the existing Alexas, Google Assistants, and Bixby's of the world. That'd be kind of cool. Hello. Oh. Bixby's gone, I believe. I yeah. believe they've pulled the plug on Bixby. Wouldn't oh. it be amazing if even all the further it got at this point, I mean, I'd be happy with this, is if you had, say, um, the the Amazon Echo or you know the Google whatever you know these smart devices and when you triggered them and said oh hey a word I don't want to trigger anyone's device but <laughs> a word that could be something else yeah. dude <laughs> okay fine when you say you know Alexa um, pull up the news or whatever it is wouldn't it be cool if you got like that uh, hologram that came out of R two D two you know that that showed Leia asking for help, and that's how you interacted with Alexa. Was in like, it popped up like a, you know, two foot tall hologram that you would interact with and talk to. That'd be so much fun, Dave. You know that's not how the future's going. The future is going to have televisions everywhere and fax well. machines. So when your boss fires you, every fax machine <laughs> says fired. You're oh, fired. Right. You fax machine in your bathroom. I, what was that? What? You have a fax machine in your bathroom. That happened in Back to the Future too. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's what I was referring well, to. Well, I, I don't know how the future's going to go because it's so bright. I've, I've just got to wear shades. True. you got to throw shade. Yeah. I, I had it's one question like for you guys, and this is something that's long been on my, if I had, you know, unlimited funds. A million dollars. I'd, I'd, well, yeah, if I had a million dollars, I'd love to have one. Um, the Zen book um, by Asus, they have, like, they're, they're high, they're super powerful uh, but very lightweight laptops. They're you know kind of rivaling. A lot of people use them in like photo and video editing and production because they were at one point super powerful. Um, now I see Ryzen a- AMD is getting in, um, getting more serious about laptops. It talks about in this article. What what do you guys know about that? I mean, is there anything cool coming? Because that's something that's still like 
Someday I feel like I do want to buy a real good high-end laptop that can do everything I want it to do so I can get work done, not just at my desk here, but. Well, I think as, as the processor technology keeps on improving, you're just going to have more and more options and power. And, you know, some of the lines between tablet and some of these things, they're, they're starting to blur now. You think of the Microsoft Surface and some tablets sure. and stuff. But I think when, when this article is talking about AMD and laptops, it, they're really talking about how AMD is putting a lot more focus on their mobile capable right. processors. Last mm-hmm. year they came out with the, the Radeon 7, and um, they are likely to be – the a- the APUs that they're rumored to be announcing, which is the Ryzen 4000, yeah. will be likely mobile-based processors intended to compete against Intel's offering. So bring that Ryzen everywhere. I think I, I you <laughs> know up. I, I, yeah, Ryzen up back. On I my believe PC. the uh, a variant of the Ryzen is in both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Yep, and, and, you know I may be biased because that's what I'm running in this machine. I had Jason build for me, but you're so biased. It has I run smoother bias. than any machine I've ever, ever had. I mean, I, I, no joke, just real-world experience. And I love the fact that we're seeing the underdog in AMD finally getting you know, respect, finally making some, some decent headway. To me, that's, that's exciting, but All right. I don't know. L- let me read a few of my favorite comments from this article. Number one. Why does anyone still attend this lucid nightmare? <laughs> Number two. Oh, and then the answer was because their employer pays for a week in Vegas. Number two. Um, so they quoted the part about impossible foods and they said, I bet it's the impossible cheesesteak. And then the next guy says, or the improbable bulgogi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which makes bulgogi. me go, what in the heck is a bulgogi? Yeah. Did you but look it's it like up? A, it's a Korean beef dish. It, it literally, it's... It translates to fire meat. Whoa. <laughs> it's made that of thin marinated pleasant. slices of beef or pork grilled on a barbecue grill. Um, and it's often stir fried in a pan at home. Well, that sounds actually pretty good, although <laughs> the description that. of being called fire meat makes it sound like a bad day the next day. <laughs> nah. that, wasn't that your nickname in high school? <laughs> <laughs> fire. No, it was impossible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or improbable, either way. Improbable bulgogi. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. Improbable bulgogi. Because they couldn't <laughs> say like the Baba Yaga. <laughs> John Wick. Oh yeah, the improbable bulgogi. Anyway, <laughs> with that, I think it might be time for a little memory minute. Oh yeah, it's time for memory minute. I'm going to call this one a geek off because this is just for fun. All right. So I saw this on uh, one of the, the Facebook pages I follow. Um, I think it was the secret nerd base or something like that. But it was just <laughs> a, a text a photo that you know I shared that was just a text. Yeah, secret nerd base. And the, the simple premise, and I shared this on a Digital Soup Facebook page, says pick a movie, keep one actor, the rest are played by Muppets. Now, this has been cracking me up, and the more I think about it, the, the more and more funny this gets. Now, while you guys are thinking of a couple ideas here, I know we've been laughing about a little bit offline, let me read to you a couple of the, the things that, that some of our, our listeners chimed in with. Um, there's a, a gentleman by the name of Brian Wall who chimes in and says, love to see Christmas Vacation with Randy Quaid being the only human, and the rest of them, <laughs> Chevy Chase, all of them being uh, Muppets. That'd be pretty good. 
Grant Bakken, if I'm pronouncing that right, says Wrath of the Titans. Uh, Ralph Fiennes uh, finds, excuse me, as Hades. Um, that sounds hilarious. Where you know, and he he explains it a little more. You know, saying how um, he's picturing him playing the straight serious role opposite a Muppet Liam Neeson version of Zeus. <laughs> you know, uh, friend of the show Jesse. Uh, he says, the "Fight <laughs> what." <laughs> Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. (laughs) Release it. Um, Our our good friend of the show, Jesse, he chimed in and said, Fight Club, where it's Brad Pitt in person and he's fighting Muppets. (laughs) That, that to me, would be good. Uh, Longtime friend and listener of the show, Eric Lawrence, uh, he, he mentions Alien or Deadpool. And I, I, had, I asked him to clarify. I said, oh, he did say Sigourney Weaver and Ryan Reynolds. And I, I told him, I said, oh, man, that'd be amazing to see Ripley, you know, battling these super free, fierce space aliens that are actually just Muppets. <laughs> They're just and, really soft ones. Yeah, they're just like like beating the crap out of stuffed animals, basically. <laughs> and then I said, you know, I think it would be hilarious to see a Deadpool Muppet voiced by, voiced by Ryan Reynolds. And someone like maybe his girlfriend is the only real actor, but watch Muppet Deadpool just killing all <laughs> kinds of villains and stuff. Muppet um, the the last one. Let's see. Jesse also came in and said Rambo First Blood and put Colonel Troutman as the human. Uh, <laughs> some Mike Ackerman came in and said Lady and the Tramp make make Lady human. Now we're getting into cats territory. So I don't know about that, but <laughs> the one that blew my mind. Is uh, our friend Shane, a uh, longtime friend of mine, uh, he commented on there and said, Boogie Nights with Dirk Diggler as the only <laughs> human person. <laughs> and uh, that gets a little uh, blue, I guess you'd say. But uh, the thought of that had me laughing all afternoon, just picturing <laughs> that movie just full of Muppets. It was terrible. So uh, what <laughs> What okay, do you I got, guys I got have? One here. Labyrinth, Jennifer Connelly's the only human. Well, isn't that kind of what it is? Yeah, I'm just kidding. That's exactly oh, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> well, David Bowie's in there too. True, but. true. Um, <laughs> what was the one I sent to you over the over over Discord day? Oh, what was that one, Jason? What do you have while I look this up? I got to find it. This is the perfect one here. We can stop after I say this one. Okay. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger. Can you imagine watching him just slashing and dismembering all of the Muppets? There's like Muppet heads everywhere. There's arms. Seeing, stuffing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, your dreams are terrible. Um, yeah, what did That's the you... only one I have. I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, man, I can't find it. Oh, Adam, you oh. said Schindler and Schindler's List. <laughs> oh yeah that's that's, that's dark cool. <laughs> that's, that's pretty dark i apologize i got another one sophie's choice and oh. sophie and she has to choose which muppet she wants to see oh man see indiana I, jones indiana jones who who do you keep as the only human are you gonna keep indiana the obvious jones. yeah short round well, no, Indiana Jones, because I want to see like a Muppet Molarum try to rip his heart out. <laughs> see, call me crazy, but I, I love the idea of like like Terminator 2 and the only real human being like John Connor, the wimpiest one in there. And then it's just like Muppet Terminator saving the day. I picture like Gonzo <laughs> running around, you know, oh, <laughs> that kind of craziness. And it's you know like, be really, cr- yeah, really crazy. What if the new Joker movie 
everyone except the Joker is actually a Muppet. That would actually add to the how ridiculous <laughs> oh, yeah. and crazy it would it, be. It, it would also feel super dark, maybe, like, wow, this yeah. guy is disturbed. What, uh, you know the other one I thought of, and I, I can't remember if I shared it with one of you guys or, or with someone online. I said, what about a movie like Bloodsport? Where it's just Van Damme <laughs> having to fight through a lethal Muppet tournament. <laughs> Enter the Dragon. Bruce Lee's the only one. That's oh, not a Muppet. Oh, that'd be so Hello, good. Hello, Han. I don't know. That one just had me going. Like, the more I think about it, so many movies. Like, just think of, uh, you know, Captain Boogie America so or Endgame with, with only Thanos as a real person <laughs> and all the Avengers are all just Muppets battling him. I mean, it's just so ludicrous. It just cracked me up. It's ludicrous. <laughs> oh, I think any of the like the more serious movies would be a good candidate for this. So <laughs> think of like some romantic comedies. So Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> I don't want to think of that with wait, real people or Muppets or anything. You've wait, got what if the it's real Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Just moments before he had showered here, and then you get just like a wet muppet. <laughs> oh, he's just, taking a duker. I just like that movie. So just great. smooching away on on a muppet. Oh. Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> what? What about? What did we just watch? The other one, uh, like Heat or something with with only Pacino oh, as. As the uh, the the real pro, what about Masters of the Universe? <laughs> no, that already no, <laughs> it was pretty much there already, right? <laughs> oh man, good stuff! All right, well, we want our listeners to keep turning these in. Maybe we'll uh, read some more of them next week. It's it's pretty funny. Maybe we'll have to think of other other scenarios here, like Shawshank pick a movie, Redemption. one actor, but everybody else is Jello. No, that doesn't oh. make any sense. Yeah. It's like, it seems Everybody like something Jeff is... Goldblum or John Malkovich would be in. <laughs> Everybody else is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum <laughs> plays 95 every actor. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, I think it's time to put the lid on the soup so head on over to digitalsouppodcast.com to find out all the information you ever wanted and more about our show there you'll find links to all of our social media all of our different places where you can subscribe to podcasts and of course you can subscribe anywhere where you are listening to a podcast actually that's not exactly true you can hear us anywhere where you can find podcasts basically but you can't exactly subscribe to you know an embedded web page where you're listening so i try hit that hit that subscribe button and, of course, leave us a five-star review and um, whatever your your podcast player of choice is. And tell a friend about us. Hit us up on Twitter at Digital Soupcast. And if you like what you're hearing, head on over to our Patreon page and leave us a tip. So we'll, we'll have a little something for you if you decide to do that. From all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, all of you guys, welcome to 2020. Have an awesome week. We'll catch you next time. Take care, guys. Later, 2019. It's that digital soup podcast. <laughs>